Hi, I'm Ben McKenzie, and this is a bonus footnote of an episode to say that, unfortunately, our episode about the long utopia will be a little late. Hopefully only a week or so, but especially after we couldn't bring you the Strata episode last month, we wanted to let you know. If you're looking for more Pratt Chat, Liz and I appeared on the June 18th episode of Desert Island Discworld, Al Kennedy's interview podcast in which he's talked to all manner of writers, artists, comedians, journalists, game designers, and more about their favourite Discworld and occasionally other Pratchett books. We joined Al, plus Joanna and Francine from The Truth Shall Make You Fret, and Chaz and Janosch from Who Watches the Watch to talk about how we all got into podcasting about Pratchett, Josh Kirby's art, and more or less, the ninth Discworld novel, Eric. There's a link to it in the description of this episode, as well as a link back to our episode about Eric from all the way back in 2018. But to help fill this gap, see what I did there? This mini episode is mostly about jogging your memory about the history of the Long Earth. After all, The Long Utopia will be the fourth book of a five-book series that spans decades of alternate science fiction history. And we thought, as did some of you, that a recap might be due. So, previously, in the Long Earth. In 2015, an anonymous figure releases to the public plans for a stepper box, a simple electronic device powered by a potato battery which nearly anyone can build and which allows them to step to other worlds. These other worlds are alternate versions of Earth, where humans never existed, and there seems to be an infinite number of them stretching in an unbroken line in two directions, labelled East and West, from the original, or Datum, Earth. It's mostly kids who build the boxes on that first day, known as Step Day, and amongst them, one becomes a hero, Joshua Valiente, a teen from an orphan home in Madison, Wisconsin, who has his wits about him and helps save many other kids from getting lost in the uninhabited forests of the other worlds. He is befriended by Monica Spooky Jansen, a police officer investigating the origins of the stepper box. Human history is irrevocably changed by the availability of seemingly infinite space and resources just next door, and in the years following Step Day, more and more pioneers leave Datum Earth behind to establish new settlements on worlds thousands of steps away from the original. Iron can't be stepped between worlds, so these new towns feel a bit like the Old West, especially in America. One of these pioneering families is Helen Greens. They settle in a world about 100,000 steps from Datum Earth in a town they name Reboot, but her parents leave her brother Rod behind because he is phobic unable to step without becoming horribly ill. Fifteen years after Step Day, in 2030, Joshua is summoned to meet with Lobsang, an artificial intelligence who has successfully applied for recognition as a person by claiming to be the reincarnation of a Tibetan motorcycle repairman. He knows Joshua's secret. Joshua is a natural stepper, one of a few humans throughout history who have been able to step without a box. Another was his teenage mother, who accidentally stepped while giving birth briefly leaving the newborn Joshua alone, the only person in a whole world. This experience seems to be why Joshua has a sensitivity to the minds of other sentient creatures, pushing him to head far away from the datum earth seeking quiet in his head. But recently, he's been having headaches. Lobsang knows all this and recruits Joshua to go on an excursion far into the long earth aboard a special airship, the Mark Twain, that can be stepped by its pilot. 
They go around a million steps west, encountering many weird things, including Joker worlds, which are markedly different from the ones around them. They also meet natural stepper Sally Lindsay, who can take shortcuts through the long earth using soft places, and whose father was the one who invented the stepper box. They meet intelligent humanoid creatures who can also step, including the large, friendly trolls, curious kobolds, and nasty, violent elves. And they find a community of humans and trolls living in harmony deep in the long earth, known as Happy Landings. These non-human denizens of the long earth have been disturbed by something. The trolls and others are moving towards the humans' homeworld. They eventually find the cause on the other side of the Gap, a world where the Earth has been destroyed and unwary steppers find themselves suddenly in the void of space. A huge creature, a colony of billions of microorganisms, has been making its way towards the Datum Earth and engulfing everything in its wake. Between them, Joshua and Lobsang are able to communicate with it, naming it First Person Singular, and Lobsang's ambulant unit, his android body, merges with it to go further into the Long Earth while Sally helps Joshua go home. They pass through Reboot, meeting Helen Green, who tells them the horrible news. Their home of Madison on Datum Earth has been destroyed by a suitcase nuke, set off by her own brother, Rod Green, who had been recruited by anti-stepper terrorists. In the years that follow, Joshua publishes an account of his trip with Lobsang called The Journey and becomes even more famous. He marries Helen, They settle in a remote Long Earth town called Hell Knows Where and have a son, Daniel. On Datum Earth, conservative Brian Cowley becomes president of the United States. Ten years later, in 2040, Valhalla is the largest city in the high megas, Earth's more than a million steps away from the Datum. Valhalla declares independence from America, voicing the sentiment of many of the other Earth settlements who want nothing to do with their former government. This prompts President Cowley to launch Operation Prodigal Son, in which military Twains, stepping airships based on the original Mark Twain, roam the Long Earth footprint of America, reminding them that the government still considers them under its jurisdiction. One of these ships is the USS Benjamin Franklin, captained by Maggie Kaufman. After a year on this mission, Maggie and her executive officer, Nathan Boss, are instrumental in stopping a violent military response by fellow Twain Captain Ed Cutler to a peaceful protest in Valhalla, allowing a peaceful end to tensions which never quite break out into the promised war. Meanwhile, another threat has been looming. The trolls, treated poorly by many humans as they spread across the Long Earth, have left to seek refuge with another species, the dog-like and aggressive beagles, who cannot step on their own. Joshua, Sally and Lobsang defuse the situation with the help of Monica Jansen, who helps Sally rescue a troll from a space facility next to the Gap, before exposing herself to radiation to retrieve a MacGuffin needed to save Joshua. Joshua does escape from the beagles, but loses a hand, though he soon gets a prosthetic one. Also in the year 2040, Roberta Golding, a highly intelligent 15-year-old from Happy Landings, wins a scholarship to join a Chinese military twain on their East 20 Million mission, setting a record for heading far into the Long Earth and seeing many amazing creatures along the way. They reach their goal of heading 20 million steps east of the Datum, but Roberta is cruelly mocked by the mission's captain for being superior. That same year, Nelson Azakiwi, a paleontologist who became a priest after finding no sign of human evolution on other Earths, follows online clues and meets Lobsang, who takes him to a world 750,000 steps west of Datum Earth, 
to meet second person singular. It turns out there's a whole species of first person singulars, which Lobsang calls the traverses, and most collect living things alive, carrying them around like a floating island. Nelson has sex with Cassie, one of the humans who lives on second person singular, and discusses the nature of the long earth with Lobsang. At the end of 2040, as things seem to be settling down, Lobsang throws a party in Madison West 5, where he has resurrected Joshua's old carer, Sister Agnes, as an android like himself. Many of the characters, including Gapspace engineer Frank Wood, who befriends Monica, meet each other for the first time, but celebrations are short-lived. On the datum Earth, the supervolcano under Yellowstone explodes, forcing much of America to be evacuated to other worlds. As disaster spreads, Monica, already weak from leukemia developed after exposure to the Madison bomb, dies of radiation sickness, with Frank by her side. Five years later, in 2045, the original Earth's climate is, well, fucked. The low Earths are full of refugees and settlers, while only the very determined stay on the datum. Maggie has been promoted, and along with a robot cat she was gifted during her previous mission, she pilots a new twain, the Neil Armstrong 2, on a deep exploration mission into the Western worlds, hoping to find their missing predecessor, the Neil Armstrong. Maggie's twain is accompanied by another, captained by Ed Cutler, still violent and unstable, and on her own ship, she has a mysterious passenger, Douglas Black, the now elderly, mega-rich owner of the Black Corporation, who created a lot of advanced stepping technology, including the supercomputing gel that makes Lobsang possible. They find a lot of really cool, weird stuff in the far western worlds, which, sadly, it seems we'll never hear about again. But they also find the crashed Neil Armstrong, It was hijacked by a group of young adults from Happy Landings, who were being transported into exile after they planned a violent coup in their home city. The perpetrators are hyper-intelligent, seemingly all related to each other, and are able to beguile regular humans. They're taken back to Datum Earth, where they are imprisoned, along with others of their kind. Lobsang has been investigating these unusual humans, or at least he's had Joshua seek out a kid he knows who appears to be one too. Joshua meets a whole group of them, but they're quickly rounded up by the authorities. Lobsang sends Nelson to the military prison in Hawaii to observe and speak with them, and confirms his theory. They're a new subspecies of humanity, evolved out in the long earth and calling themselves the next. Roberta Golding is one of them too, though she has some influence with the US government and so far has avoided detection, but she doesn't have enough influence to free her fellow next. Sally, meanwhile, is contacted by her reclusive father Willis to go with him on a new mission. Along with Frank Wood, they enter the Gap and take an advanced spacecraft to Mars, where they confirm that every world has a long version, and using advanced stepping gliders they've brought with them, search the long Mars for something. But Willis won't say what. Willis recklessly trades stepper boxes with local life forms, hoping to gain information which will help him in his search, and eventually they do find what he's looking for the remains of a space elevator, its creators long gone, left Mars to head into the cosmos. While Willis successfully collects a sample of the material used to construct the super-strong line, a Martian he pissed off chases them across the long Mars, and Willis is forced to choose between saving Sally or Frank. He chooses Sally, and Frank is killed. Sally realises he chose her because the one glider they have left is damaged and she can get them home safely via the soft places. Though Willis's goal is ultimately altruistic, he wants to provide clean energy and space access for the worlds of the long Earth, Sally is disgusted at the way he's used her and Frank, 
Once home, she visits Frank's family and Monica's grave to tell them how he died. But not long after, she's recruited by Joshua to team up and rescue the next from their prison in Datum, Hawaii, taking the captured children back to Happy Landings. Maggie and Cutler's twains are sent there in response. Ed Cutler reveals he's been carrying nuclear weapons throughout their mission and hands them over to Maggie, who must decide whether or not to use them to destroy the next. In the end, she decides not to use the nuke, but the next leave the human parts of the long earth for a series of worlds they call the Grange, never to return and advising humans and Lobsang not to follow them. Lobsang is sad that they've rejected his friendship but he destroys happy landings with an asteroid to stop anyone from following the next to wherever they've gone. And that's it. That's a lot. And I left out a lot of details, but that's pretty much all the important stuff you need to know to be up to speed for the long utopia. I guess this means I've signed myself up to doing another one of these in about a year before we discuss the final book, The Long Cosmos. Well, let us know what you think of this recap, and we'll see you for Pratchett. 69.